Welcome back to uh, another episode of the Hashtag 59 podcast. Mike and Amy here, and our sponsor and past guest, Brian Z, joining in. Brian, how you doing, dude? I'm great, Mike. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for joining us. Amy, how's it going? I'm good. I think we have one of the coolest states in the country to talk about today. What do you two think? Yeah. I, think I mean, I feel like we've talked about it before a couple times. It's probably one of the least understood or known for those of us who don't live in the Southwest. Yeah. Great. It's a great place, though. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about New Mexico. So let's, uh, let's get going. So fun fact, Amy, what do you have as a fun fact about New Mexico? To- yeah, so mine is that White Sands National Monument is a desert not of sand, but of gleaming white gypsum crystals. I like the sound of that. Right? Gleaming white crystals. <laughs> I don't really know what that is, but it sounds cool. Sounds, it sounds awesome. My fun fact is uh, New Mexico likes to boast that they have 330 days of sunshine a year. And That's a lot. I, 290 more than Ohio. Well, I was just going to say we got three Columbus, Ohio residents here. Uh, what would we do for... Uh, a few more days of sunshine. Or five of those for mine. Uh huh. I would love to borrow some of their days of yeah. sunshine. So let's let's talk about uh, outdoor adventures then. Brian and I have done quite a few things there, so that's why we had him come on the show. Uh, I am going to let Amy though start off with, uh, and this will segue right into uh, some of Brian's uh, trail running stories. I'm sure. <laughs> Amy, tell us about Cuesta. Yeah, so I actually just read about this small town in New Mexico called Cuesta through REI. Um, so they're kind of calling it like the new like up-and-coming um, uh, area of New Mexico because it's a gateway town to the Rio Grande uh, del Norte National Monument. And it also is kind of a natu- natural playground to the two wild rivers near there, the Rio Grande and the Red. Um, but what I wanted to talk about is the area of Cuesta actually has, um, uh, they have a new pick your poison trail race. And so they also have 5k and 10k events and they're held in October. And so, um, it's surrounded by protected wilderness and yeah, you get to do these really fun trail races through, um, through this area. And the area is actually 20 miles north of Taos and 12 miles west of a, com- a resort community of Red River. Nice. Yeah, that uh, Taos is gorgeous. Yeah. And highly elevated. So and if very... you're going to do a trail run, you should be prepared for some thin air. Yeah. So what, uh, what have you done in New Mexico, Brian? Yeah, so the the most epic experience I've had there was running the Bataan Death March. And the Bataan Death March. Yeah. So <laughs> you, if you're a military historian, um, it will have more relevance to you than others. But it is a military-sanctioned run, a ruck race, as they would call it, which means, in military speak, you carry your... Uh, prescribed gear that you would have uh, on your back. And so for civilians, that's a minimum of 40 pounds. Um, For the military folks, it really depends on what your role is, what your branch is. 
it can range from 40 to 75. Um, and so the rucks are designed for training and, and you know, adventure for them. Uh, and they opened this one up specifically to pay homage to, uh, to Bataan, which was uh, where there was a Japanese internment camp where they, Americans had, you know, hundreds of miles uh, that the prisoners were walked through and many thousands of people died. Um, and so this was uh, a lot of the New Mexico-based service groups were the primary ones affected by that. So the race has been going on for long. It's a marathon distance race in the White Sands Missile Range. Um, is that near White Sands National Monument yeah, then, or yeah, basically part of it? It's basically part of it, just north of El Paso. Okay. And um, yeah, it's a pretty epic race. Um, well, first and foremost, it's got a bunch of pageantry through the military where there's ambassadors and other folks there. So it's it's fun to get to understand that part of the history and be able to support that. But um, yeah, it's designed to... Uh, at, the level of difficulty is there to, to, again, to pay respect to what happened in, in history. But, um, yeah, they weigh you in. They weigh your pack in um, before and after the race. The course itself ranges from very soft sand to a seven-mile uphill climb. And it's done in March. And so you have the range of kind of chilly to very, very hot. And the mix in that, uh, as you can imagine by the name of it, White Sands Missile Range is wide open. And yeah. so there are sand slash dust storms, I guess gypsum storms, that can be the in this the entire time. So there's a ton of elements, as do many mm -hmm. trail races have. Theirs just have unique. Um, and so it's, uh, yeah, just that lays out the general, like, kind of layout of the experience. How, how long did it take you to complete that race? So race, well, I don't even know what you call it, march, like whatever you want. Yeah, um, it's a variety of people running, hiking, you know, depends. And so, and majority of the people in it are military and mm -hmm. they're with their, their colleagues and they're, they may have a specific time they're going for. Um, but the way it's run is that you're, the, the civilians are the last to come through the start line. They actually had a couple survivors are still alive. You get to shake hands with them on the way out. It's like an Apache send off. It's pretty. It's pretty cool experience. Wow. So I think we did it in just under six hours. Six hours. Okay. Um, and we were in like a top ten percent of finishers, um, and we were we were working very hard. <laughs> uh, the the soft sand it takes a while even if you've tried to practice with a pack and all that i mean an ohio person you can't simulate that kind of stuff um and then this this long uphill climb is brutal um and you kind of get to the top and you come down and you go back up and you come around but it's probably one of the most emotional races i've ever been in because we were passing some military groups and they were like cheering us on mm -hmm. and it felt very weird to be like no we should be cheering you on like supporting this and they were supporting us like crazy and and he and i were trying to do you know a sort of run walk find you know find these milestones where we could run to and then take a break and run to take a break but um yeah it, it was a real test of endurance I, I was one of the more it was one of the most fun experiences i've had it's definitely also one of those like i can't imagine doing it again right yeah. now <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of how i feel about mount kilimanjaro yeah it was great but i can't imagine going back up there right now. 
Yeah, they uh, so they they canceled it. It was this, this coming weekend, yeah. and they've they've postponed or canceled it. But yeah, it's uh, it also gives you some perspective of the New Mexico terrain. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the Southwest has these crazy differentiated terrains. In Ohio, we have it's it's kind of homogeneous across the state, but down there you've got like this desert sands, and then if you get close to the north, you get. Taos, and you've got high, highly elevated Albuquerque's very high, um, and and you can get a little bit of climb there, but it's different. It's that dry climb, mm-hmm. a lot of sun exposure. Um, but El Paso in that area, I think, is totally yeah. underrated. Um, well, and going and going into that, like the next the next one I have is um, hiking and exploring Chaco Canyon and that whole historical culture region there in that part of New Mexico. I mean, Chaco Canyon is, they've, they've said a couple, one that could have been like what Mesa Verde National Park is in terms of preservation of historical culture of Native Americans. And then two, Chaco Canyon, you know, it is like a Grand Canyon yeah. in a way. And you can do, I mean, the hiking and the terrain there, plus the culture and the history there, uh, even with the pillaging that happened there, I mean, Chaco Canyon's a great, great place to go. Amy, have you ever, did you go there on your last road trip? No, we didn't go there. We kind of only, we were only in um, New Mexico for like two days. Okay. Like on our way back. I know. I, I feel like next time we're, we'd spend longer there. So what else do you have to share then with your recent time there? Well, you have something. Yeah. And I was piggyback on it. Yeah. Um, well, we went to Albuquerque randomly just to see Nelson's uncle who lives there. And while we were there, he took us to this awesome place called Los Poblanos Historic Lavender Farm and Inn. And they have a beautiful lavender farm. They also have a farm-to-table restaurant, and they have a store, and it's very serene. And I did not think I would see anything like that in Albuquerque, to be honest with you. What was... What was the other place you went to in Albuquerque? Or is that Santa Fe? The art installation that's some, somewhat similar to the one we have in Columbus? Oh, when we were in New Mexico, or I mean in Santa Fe, yes. We went to Meow Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Meow Wolf. Oh, I should put, uh, it's not on my list, but we're going to add it right now. Yeah, we're adding it right now, Meow Wolf. Yeah, if you go to uh, Santa Fe, hit up Meow Wolf. It's, I don't want to like put Columbus down, but it's way cooler. <laughs> but I don't want to put Columbus down, but maybe I will just a little bit. So it's actually uh, George R. R. Martin is fu- he's funding Meow Wolf, and so he has all these artists creating um, sculptures and um, just like weird rooms, and like it's 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 pretty crazy. Like there's no like right way to do it. So yeah, if you're there, definitely check it out. And when you're also in Albuquerque, I have gone to the International Hot Air Balloon Festival, which sounds kind of meh. It is awesome. It is yeah. so much fun. You get there at like 4 a.m., you're having coffee and breakfast burritos, and you get to walk right up to the people as they blow up the hot air balloons and take off. And they do it in October, so there's always, it's during their 330 days of sunshine in New Mexico. <laughs> And it's as the sun's rising, 50 to 300 hot air balloons are uh, being in, in different, like staggering, yeah. launching in 
to the air and floated away. And it's just, it's just this really beautiful, cool experience that you can do every day at sunrise or sunset for about 10 days every right. year. I think every like motivational poster or like stock photography has like <laughs> epic photos of those. Yeah, they're, they're incredible. I mean, every time you see it, you're like, it, it, the, the amount of them is epic, right? I just remember uh, my father-in-law, he couldn't stop, he, he had an iPad. This is a several years ago and he was, he couldn't stop taking photos and, and like he filled like his iPad storage. I didn't even know like an iPad could like run out of storage and he like took so many photos of these. There's a lot of things to say, like classic old guy move. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Take your iPad as your primary camera and then <laughs> run out of storage. Running out of storage of the hot air balloon festival. So that's, that's my next one though. Definitely uh, taking some time to experience that. I think you can turn a nice little trip into Hot Air Balloon Festival, Los Poblanos, Meow Wolf, Santa Fe. And on the way between the two, you can go to Tent Rocks National Monument, which is a really, you know, Brian, you were talking about some of the unique structures in New Mexico in the turns of the landscape. It's, it is, they look like tents. They look like they're, they look like tents that have been created out of dirt and rock and ash and they form these huge tent looking structures that you can hike around and through kind of probably something similar to kind of uh bryce canyon maybe like the hoodoos something weird like that that's formed out of nothing yeah i think one of the things that was underrated to me we went to a ranch for a meal and one thing that I think a lot of non-Southwest people understand is that ranchers are massive stewards of land and care a ton about that. And they also have their own sort of unique perspective of the land and the way that it's used. And so we went and it, it's like if you imagine like the fake one that you've been to in the Midwest where they talk about ranch. Yes. But then you go to the real one and it, it, it's like weirdly similar. And they're great food. Even if you're, uh, you know, if you're a meat eater, then they're obviously serving the, the steaks from the ranch. But even without that, there's there's a whole culture built around the food and the and the land. There's tours of the land and stuff like that. So it's, it's interesting. New Mexico would actually, I mean, that Santa Fe and Albuquerque are two. Like if if I live somewhere else, like those would definitely both be high on my list of places to live within the states. Yeah, the the running the ultra running culture has grown there. The the northern part being so highly elevated that you can train and so between there and Flagstaff there's a lot of similarity and mm -hmm. culture like Taos being there like there's a lot going on so it's become popular I mean I've met a lot of the races who are like they come and they're like oh yeah I'm training at 7,000 feet <laughs> yeah it's perfect yeah it's cool well and and my last one to share is they do now have the newest national park uh, hashtag 62. That's what our name should be now. At this point. Uh, White, Sands, White Sands National Monument is now White Sands National Park. So you can go check out that there's gypsum white crystals and know you're actually uh, working towards your national park status there. So that's that's what we got. That's a ton of good information, don't you think, Amy? It's like oh, bonus item central today on this podcast. Yeah, and, and road trip alerts. Uh-huh. <laughs> so let, let's go on to uh, a couple of fun facts and tour guides and all that stuff. Uh, Amy, what is your pop culture bonus item? 
Uh, yeah, so mine is Las Cruces. Cru- I'm going to say it not wrong. Las Cruces makes yeah. the world's largest enchilada the first weekend in October at the whole enchilada festival, Fiesta. That's exactly what I'd be looking for after the hot air balloon. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine is Santa Fe is actually the second oldest city in the United States. A lot of people, I don't think, think of that because of the way in which it was settled, but St. Augustine is number one and Santa Fe is number two. Oh, that's cool. Brian, did you get a tour guide? I asked you about a tour guide. Um, yeah, well, I decided to come up with a tour guide on my own. And so nice. I looked up some famous people from New Mexico. Uh, well, Billy the Kid was from New Mexico. Figured he'd be uh, on horseback riding tour guide. Turns out uh, Jeff Bezos also from oh, New Mexico. Oh, perfect. So you could ride on an Amazon truck around and get a tour guide from there. <laughs> Um, there's actually a ton of tour guides in El Paso, including ones, uh, you should go to the, the, the actual museum of the White Sands Missile Range because it has a long history of ballistic missiles and there are headquarters <laughs> there. So Nice. So real tours and fake ones. Yes. Exactly. I like that. I like the spin on that question. Amy, who are you bringing as your tour guide? Well, I'm piggybacking on you. On yours, but I'm bringing um, Saul Goodman from Breaking Bad, mostly because, and from Better Call Saul, uh, mostly because I'm like, wait, I'm like deep into Better Call Saul right now. Nice. Well, I was going to bring Walt and Jesse and Aaron S., our past guest, who loves Santa Fe and goes there every summer, but I'm definitely bringing Walt and Jesse from Breaking yeah. Bad. And actually, so here's one final fun fact I guess. I have. I took my photo outside of the lady's house from Walt's house in Breaking Bad when I was visiting there. And we were pulling up and a lot of other people do that all the time. And I guess for a long time till it got, till she got inundated. She, I mean, till people started doing stupid stuff, of course, but she didn't really care if you just pulled up and like stood in the driveway and got your photo in front of the house. So I have this photo. I actually, I have a series of photos cause it was a photo shoot, of course, in front of, uh, Walt Walter White's home in the series Breaking Bad. It's probably a lot of people like faking death on the lawn and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, what item are you gonna pack, Amy? Or are you, what are you bringing back? I feel like well, there's a food flavor to this question for you. Yeah, I know. Um, so I'm bringing back all of the Hatch chilies, and they have this like delicious hummus with green chilies that for some reason is only sold there. So I'm definitely bringing that back. Nice. That's good. I would love, after this whole road trip, I want to come over to your house and we can prepare a feast because you're bringing oh, back blueberries yeah, from Michigan. From blueberries from Michigan and green chiles from New Mexico. I'm bringing the Breaking Bad series, naturally. You're bringing that home with you. I'm going to bring the, I'm going to take it with me so we can find other places in New Mexico and stop there. Because like mo- basically the entire series was filmed there yeah. and you can actually do a Breaking Bad tour. And go like we went to the place where they ate guacamole with the uh, the Mexican cartel before. Oh yeah, like, Los yeah. Locos. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so, so that's good. Uh, that's that's all we got for today, though. Brian, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being the sponsor too. Absolutely. And Amy, always a pleasure. And to the listeners, thanks for listening to uh, season three of our Outdoor Adventures podcast featuring New Mexico. Subscribe and leave a review if you like it. And check out our website, hashtag59.com, for our past podcast episodes, hundreds of blogs, and 
outdoor outings. Until next time, Mike, Amy, and Brian signing off. See you later.